We're back. Welcome once again to another episode of Mike, Mike, and Oscar. I'm your co-host, Mike One, co-host also Mike, in a moment to bring in a special guest as we are talking over all things SAG Sunday, which just passed us this past February the 27th. Michael, who is our special guest to talk this SAG Mania recap with us? Yeah, we got Ryan McQuaid from Chasing the Gold at In Session Film, uh, from the Extra Film podcast over there on the same feed, and the new executive editor at awardswatch.com congratulations on the promotion ryan and welcome back to mmo man well it's wonderful to be back to talk with you gentlemen and thank you so much for the kind words there really appreciate it um you know shout out to eric and everyone over at awards watch and it's uh i'm still in a in a haze uh, in a phase of trying to figure out uh what the whole role is and and uh but i'm super excited about that opportunity and and all the fun work, and, and I thank you guys for always coming on and doing my show over at In Session and and being uh, just a great fan of my work as I am of y'all's work. And so it's wonderful to be yeah, here. Yeah, uh, thank you for those kind words. But yeah, I was going to say it's a very well-earned and well-deserved rising up the uh, film critic ranks here for you. And Mike and I were very uh, tickled pink to see you post that update. So it uh, couldn't happen to a better guy or a more worthy guy. So congrats, man. Well, thank you guys. And I am collecting Infinity Stones, and I will roll <laughs> There it is. This, uh, this bullshit. Yeah. I have pictures. Yeah, I have images of you on the turnbuckle holding up a belt that says like executive editor on it right now. Exactly. That's what's going on in my brain. Exactly. That was I'm the classiest. The yeah. That was the classiest acceptance. Far too classy for any three of us that we've ever done a pod together, <laughs> knowing how we do pods together. Uh, but you had to have lit off some Texas fireworks or ate just like a whole rack of ribs like there's no way you were that <laughs> subdued you must have freaked the hell out when you got that i did promotion. i mean well I, I, to give a little of your listeners some inside baseball and uh and we all love a little money ball right is mm-hmm. um is the fact that eric was texting me because i was i had an interview uh lined up and we were going over all you know the the intricacies about you know questions and things and whatnot um and uh, which, by the way, he is a great collaborator, a great boss, somebody that I, I, I love with all my heart. And and I'm so grateful to even be working with him, let alone uh, call him a boss or call him a friend. But um, he then told, told me, hey, you want to jump on a Zoom tonight and so we can talk? And I'm thinking, oh, great. Well, my days at Awards Watch are done. Uh, let's find a new place. And, um, <laughs> and then it ended up. I, I couldn't because I had I had a dinner that night and I said, well, can we can we just talk on the phone? Like I've got 20 minutes and, and he told me and then I was kind of silent. And you guys know and your listeners know if you've listened to episodes with me before, me being silent is like a miracle. <laughs> and so uh, it was very surprised. Uh, I was very surprised. It's still very surprising uh, to say the least, uh, you know, given everything. But it's just uh, it's it's great and fantastic and. And I love it. And, and uh, you know, use this moment to say thank you to everyone that did reach out that day. And and uh, it, it meant the world to me. And, and I mean, that even people I mean, you guys have this, too, where even people that read or listen to our shows, even mm-hmm. if it's just one person, it means the world, because then that means 
um, one idiot bought into the madness. So <laughs> the fact that there were so many people congratulating and saying it was well deserved, just like you guys and everything, uh, I still don't know. And you know about that, <laughs> we'll see. Time will tell. Um, but it it was very nice, and and um, and I I'm just I'm very humbled by it all, and it and it still kind of gets me a little emotional to say to say the least. Well, those are very, very sweet, uh, sweet words and emotions by you, and it'll probably be the the limit for the year on MMO on how <laughs> we are right. with empathy and niceness and kindness. <laughs> yeah, but basically, I'm glad we were able yeah, to do now, it. Now we can, you know, get into each other and, and beat the hell out of each <laughs> yeah, other. Yeah, well, I, I'm, I'm glad we were able to to spare them for you in that promotion there because that's well earned. But uh, as far as other things that may draw out other emotions on us, the SAG Awards were last night, like we said, and we're going to dive into the five film categories that we have previewed and we're kind of getting ready for an camping up for to death we can dive right into the first win of the night which may have been a surprise and kind of set the tenor of the tone for how the winners went throughout the five big film awards on sag sunday male actor in a supporting role it went to troy kotzer he won over ben affleck bradley cooper jared leto which i weep for personally and i know ryan does a bit as well and cody smith mcphee who was the betting favorite going in uh ryan we'll start with you just overall thoughts about the kotzer win and were you happy were you surprised i mean we all kind of were still wondering whether it was going to be Cody and he was going to continue the sweep or if there was going to be a Troy Kotzer come from behind sort of win here so that we can have a race. Obviously, Cooper Leto and uh, Mr. Tendaba Affleck <laughs> is not, are not of the other nominees, so the only two ones that translated with Oscar were Co- uh, were uh, Cody and, and Troy. And I was, I mean, how could you not be elated by Troy Kotzer winning? I mm-hmm. mean, it's such a great performance. Um, that scene on the back of the truck is, is like, if you don't cry or get emotional during that scene, uh, you're a monster. And, <laughs> and, I, and, I, and, I, and I, I say that with all the love in the world, but you are a genuine monster. <laughs> and you deserve nothing but bad thing. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but but I, I, I think this is that Kotzer's win here affirms that there is a race. It does not mean that it affirms um, like that he's going to 100% win now because I think, you know, BAFTA can play a different story. Obviously, Critics' Choice will have some effect. I think it won't have like a huge effect. It might have hell. It might not have none effect uh, to say the least. But this at least was the, the, the actors embracing um, – Troy Kotzer, Coda, which we'll talk about later, um, as a whole, and then and then it's a huge win uh, for three reasons. One, it's a huge win for um, for deaf actors, right? Mm-hmm. It's a huge win, without question. Um, monumental for that to to for the uh, for SAG to embrace that. It's a huge win for Apple. Um, Apple getting their first major television award win. Of this season, but I think of of, of their tenure because they've been around for two years, if I'm not mistaken, two or three years, and so it sort of asserts them as a new studio to look out for, especially given this year. And then I mean, next year they'll have Killer of the Flower Moon with uh, with Marty, right? Mm-hmm. And then it's it is a big win for Troy Kotzer because he is clearly a very nice man, and I think you know when he was nominated for the I think it was this award or maybe it was the Oscar. Uh, his reaction video went viral and he fell out of his chair. And I think we all just, we want to see a performance like this embraced. 
Uh, it's no shade towards Cody Smith McPhee, a performance that I love, but I think Troy Kotzer, I mean, you watch Coda and that whole ensemble's great. And we'll talk about that, like I said later. But he's the the one that you come out of it and you're like, man, that guy's got something. So I think it's a great win. And now we have a race, gentlemen. Yeah, picture the most obnoxious, uh, flamboyant touchdown dance that you've ever seen. And that was, that's what <laughs> Ooh, I was flamboyant, doing last night. Flamboyant, you say. <laughs> I'm talking like funky chicken. Don't, I mean, big ass sticking out the back of me. Uh, just really getting into it. I, I've been predicting and wanting to predict Troy Kotzer for months. He's charmed everybody throughout the season, guys. So it's not just a sociopath test. That uh, if you don't cry at Coda, you're a monster, which I agree with that 100 uh, percent, Ryan. But it's it's a movie that if it was Hashtag in it, sociopath, <laughs> if it was mm-hmm. in it, it could win it in any one category because it's such a resounding crowd pleaser. And Troy Kotzer is the he's the touchstone of that film uh, as, as, and in the concert hall when the sound goes oh. out. We're, we're living through him and certainly in the uh, on the car with his daughter in that moment, inspired from real life with his own daughter's, ex- ex- you know, as a father, experience as a father there. So I guess getting beyond that, I wonder what it means, guys, because, you know, Mike, we've seen first impressions before, like the power of that big speech. And if they nail that first speech, it could be kind of, you know, momentum that's never stopped in an Oscar season. So what do you think in terms of like this going forward? I mean, is it going to be a back and forth between Cody and Troy, Mike? Cause you picked, uh, I, I said, I wasn't going to break your balls too much, but here I go. Here he you goes. Picked, <laughs> here uh, he backhanded goes. you. You picked Cody. <laughs> you, you have no, there's no evidence of that. So I don't believe that happened. Uh, Download that episode. after. The yeah. <laughs> uh, I pull it from the list. <laughs> no, I look, I, I'm thrilled. I, I think I said in the episode, in the preview episode, like I wanted Troy Kotzer to win. I hope Troy Kotzer right. would win. I, I'm more curious about, what this in the ensemble, like Ryan's already alluded to, which obviously Coda did win, but does this fortify Coda as more of a best picture threat? In Because mm. I think it does in my mind. I'm curious about the two of your mind as well. But Ryan, do you see Coda as more of a, a threat after last night, or is this just the acting branch kind of doing what they do and tipping their cap here in one direction? Well, it's funny that you mentioned that because of the fact that I would have... About 48 hours ago told you that Coda was like probably in fourth or fifth place. Mm -hmm. I think it's now in third. Wow. And it's overtaking what in your mind? Like King Richard. Yeah. And Dune. King Richard has a ton in its favor. It got everything it's needed to this entire race. And it's got Will Smith, which we'll talk about later. And so it's, it's positioning itself pretty perfectly, if you ask me. And then Dune, of course, because it's 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 freaking Dune, you know. Hmm. But I think it's not just what happened at SAG. You could sort of read the tea leaves of when the lost daughter beat the power of the dog for UFC scripter. Mm-hmm. You start seeing that, and you see the love of Coda here. The fact that the best shot for power of the dog to win anything. Of its three awards on SAG night was this category and it was vulnerable and it lost. Hmm. That's starting to see a little bit of the vulnerability of the power of the dog from, you know, some things. Now, USC Scripter hasn't predicted that winner 
since uh, Call Me By Your Name. So it's been a couple of years. It's been close to, mm-hmm. I mean, we're going on five years now, right? Yeah, they're 13 of 32. I got that stat pretty quick yeah. there. I'm, good, I'm doing a good job on this Google Doc. Good job. Yeah, 13 very, very of 32. Job. Mere very, 40%. Very There's my yeah. stat. Good. But they had a, a, a pre-existing track record of being pretty good for a while until, of course, it was broken. But it does show that for... Jane Campion in that movie has been a, a steamroller this entire season so far until we got to this televised event. And yes, to see Troy Kotzer get up there, that's huge for that movie. It's huge because of the fact that like Coda is a movie that it works for everyone. Yeah. No one hates Coda. Like you don't know. I mean, I, well, I mean, I do know some critics that have been a little against it, but they are a very silent minority and should stay that way. Because like their thing with like I've listened to other podcasts and stuff and I've heard their arguments and I thought they were very beyond the pale and unfair to the film and and felt well if accessibility and, matters for best yeah. picture certainly I mean Coda is much more accessible to I think a casual viewer than Power of the Dog I mean, oh at least very much of, so very know. much so but at the same token though I think it moved to third because there is that possibility of if Power of the Dog is vulnerable in adapted screenplay Mm -hmm. that's a play for coda i think so is this you saying that belfast has gotten nothing right now because i'm guessing that's not in your top three or four of best picture no i mean belfast is still technically like two okay it is i still have it technically two because you know you know kieran hines was not nominated so west side story is the one that's taking a back seat for you then oh yeah okay yeah west side story is going to walk away with um the supporting actress winner and that's about it on the night gotcha yeah in my opinion right now the way i see it now i mean things could change we have a month mm-hmm. gentlemen but the way i'm seeing it is that i think the academy has it didn't necessarily underperform but it didn't overperform west side story let's just say that and two is that i i still think that they will look at west side story as okay we'll give it to debose maybe something else i don't know where it's going to be very hard for them to, to give them something else, but they're not going to give it picture, you know, no matter how many Steven Spielberg shots that film Twitter decides to pull out of that movie and say, oh, wasn't this gorgeous? <laughs> and it was well, it was a really gorgeous movie. Um, the fact of the matter is, is that I, the most of the Academy would go, we've done this before. This is like they're not going to give best picture to a movie they've already given best picture to no matter how many changes and everything are done that way. And like I said, Coda's a, a big crowd pleaser. At this point, I really do think that it's primed in a, in a pretty good position. Hope you're exactly right about that. I hope Coda can contend at the end of the day. I do think, like to get back to this category, that it, it is shaping up for Troy Kotzer a bit. 19 of the last 27 SAG winners have won Oscar. You know, he's alive in, at the BAFTA and Choice. Obviously, he's in both. He, he and Cody Smith-McPhee really don't have any misses on the season. So it probably does have to come back to him and Cody if, if it's going to be a race there. I do think that the critics' choice, if it does in fact indicate, you know, what the critics' scoreboard has said thus far on the season, Mike, then yeah, Cody Smith-McPhee can maybe wrestle some momentum away. But here's the thing about two Sundays from now, guys, like we could totally have like a split. And what does that, what is that going to say to the Academy and and their final votes 
you know, before the voting's done. Like if, if Troy wins the BAFTA, but Cody wins the choice or vice versa, does, is that really going to change the race all that dramatically? I don't know. It's a fair point. I I mean, we have a long way to go. Ryan made that point already. I mean, especially when it comes to Oscars voting itself, we're not anywhere close to any sort of deadline. So they are going to have a chance to see these things play out a little more. I think it's just uh, it's noteworthy, certainly, that we had a chance to all of us to celebrate Troy Kotzer's win. And I think maybe there's a chance that all of us kind of look around and those in the Academy look around and just realize how happy. Troy Kotzer winning makes everybody and how happy you feel when you True. see Troy Kotzer winning as well, as opposed to something like a no, no disrespect to Cody Smith McPhee, but see something like the power of the dog, which again goes back to film accessibility in the first place. But uh, let's move on. Let's go to the second category of supporting actress. Ryan already made comment on this. It was Ariana DeBose, who's just been an absolute steamroller all precursor season long throughout the critics awards. And this category of supporting actress, she wins again, her first SAG award win. Ryan, what did you think? Well, one, she is just the coolest person yeah. on the planet. I've had the luxury of, of of speaking with her recently, right? But like literally last week before the SAG Award, and um, she is an absolute delight. So well-spoken and charming and hilarious, unintentionally hilarious, <laughs> um, but uh, kind and generous and I just think that when she went up there, she was so genuine and it's a dynamite performance. One that I think takes and surpasses in terms of agency and what you can do with a performance like Anita in West Side Story, really make it something of her own and make it special. That's why I think the movie works so well is because of the, the things that the cast and Spielberg are able to do. She's fantastic. Uh, not just in her singing and acting, but her dancing in that movie is, my God, like just blows you away. Hmm. She's the clear winner of this. There is no race. This is the only race that I think I can say with definity that it is locked. (laughs) Like I would be shocked if this went to anybody but her at this point. I, I do think that we can just, Start getting those people to sketch in her name on the Oscar. She is. I don't care what BAFTA does. BAFTA's weird this year. Heck, they're not even going to be a part of the Oscar conversation for one of these categories. Uh, and I think she's like the best way to award best uh, or West Side Story. And so, therefore, yeah, I mean, it's a great win. And it was a pretty good speech. I think she was still kind of shocked. Uh, I would say that Kotzer's speech was was a little bit more heartwarming and, and, and funny. And hers was just like, like you could tell it was the first time she had gotten an award on the stage during this award season. Yeah. She was, she was great on the red carpet too. I feel like she, her best right. line was let used on the red carpet when somebody asked, I forget which host, but somebody asked her, you know, what does this mean to you for winning the possibly winning the award, playing this role and the legacy of Latinx characters. I think it was, this is actually something Clayton uh, Davis retweeted. I saw, and she was saying, you know, my glam squad is going to kill me if I cry in this, but I can already feel myself getting emotional. That made me laugh. Yeah. And she's done that. Every time she's been in front of a camera, I've had a genuine hearty LOL moment, uh, coming from myself so yeah i agree with everything he's saying about her well she's yeah, probably no, a yeah. future oscars host too right down the line i mean she did a <laughs> she's great gotta job. be she's gotta be <laughs> she did a great job at the after show last year it was kind of a coming out party uh for her. great on snl 
She was yeah. great on SNL. And uh, yeah. and then she's been she was awesome on that Apple Apple show, the uh Schmigadoon, which was fun. And then uh obviously uh yeah, I mean she should win. She probably will win. It's kinda hard to figure out who else can kind of wrestle this away, but it doesn't line up. Like you almost think that someone would have to win both BAFTA and Choice to take it away from her, but that's like impossible because the, the cross nominations don't fit. Like Kirsten Dunst could win Choice, but Jesse Buckley would therefore have to win BAFTA mm-hmm. because Dunst is not in BAFTA or vice versa. Buckley's not or in Ingenue, Choice. Or Ingenue. Yeah. Anjanou is at uh, BAFTA. Oh yeah, she's at both. All right, so yeah. that that's probably the only path. Like Anjanou Ellis probably has to take both, uh, and and maybe then we, we can we can talk about somebody wrestling away uh, going into those final two weeks. But it's it's probably unlikely at this point. But she's not last- a prohibitive. I don't mean to cut you off, Mike. I want to get that step. But she's also not a prohibitive gambling favorite yet either, or betting favorite, which is weird for Vegas to do, Knowing usually at this point, knowing that there's such an entrenched favorite. The Duke of Bettingham did send us the updated odds, and you're right. She's only minus 400 right now. Is that what I'm looking at? Which, yeah, and for a favorite of this caliber, I mean, I would, if I, I would jump on that. Well, you know how the money moves, because Cody's still the favorite in – Supporting actor, I forgot to mention that. Yeah. Uh, Troy Kotzer's close now. He was plus 300. Now he's 11 to 8. Uh, I can't do that fractional math quickly enough. 75. Okay. I don't so, have a problem. You have a problem. <laughs> <laughs> you did that very quickly, and I did not have that written down in the doc. That I don't scares me. condone gambling uh, <laughs> to the extent of these madmen. Please call 1 800. That's what we should do. We should just have a drop from Ryan to put in, like, while he's feeding off the numbers every time we talk about these. In between every paragraph. The point remains, in in all seriousness, like, the people who know and do take money on these things are saying, okay, we're not going to exclude anyone from putting money on her, which to me suggests something. I don't know exactly what, but why isn't she more entrenched as a heavier favorite? There's no way she gets upset at this point, Ry, right? Oh, no. I mean... You know, I would say her her main competition <laughs> is the one Belfast lady that's not nominated. Right. You right. know, I mean, that's the yeah. thing is, is there there could have been the last second surge of a Katrina Balfe. Uh, but the fact that, you know, go to, that damn Judy Dench. I mean, sorry, Dame <laughs> Judy Dench. I always get that mixed up. Um, she's in there instead. That kind of puts a damper on that. I don't think Jesse Buckley regardless of what what people see in that movie even though i love jesse buckley there's no way she's going to to win that Anjanu ellis i love her but and i think she's great in king richard but that's will smith you know going all the way there and that's the way that they're going to award that movie and then who's who's the last oh kirsten dunst yeah there's other there's a bajillion other ways mm. that they're going to reward power of the dog so you just start going process of elimination. It just makes sense that they're going to go with Ariana DeBose. Plus, also, too, West Side Story wasn't nominated for a single other thing at SAG. Mm-hmm. And she was still able to win this. Yeah. That's huge. That's huge. Considering the fact that everyone's like, oh, it got snubbed and blah, 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 blah. If anything, it shows that she might just be like one of those check off the boxes sort of thing. Where where it seemed that that's what happened at SAG. Because West Side Story didn't make it anywhere. And I believe that there was like some trouble with the screeners. So mm-hmm. if that's the case, I mean, if she can win in, in despite of all those odds, I think she's going to win the whole thing. 
well, 20 out of the last 27 SAG winners in uh, Supporting Female Actor have gone on to win the Supporting Actress Oscar, Mike. So it, it is shaping up like an Ariana DeBose race, like we thought it should shape up as. So I, I agree with you guys. I think this is is all but sewn up. I don't want to lock it just yet, but we probably could. We yeah, could, we could put the key in. It, it, this is this is as safe as I feel for any of these five categories. But then again, if you go hit rewind a year ago, I would have said the same about lead actor, and then that happened. Anthony Hopkins ended up ending the yeah, night but if, as the winner. If you so. put your house on the on the anything, mm-hmm. Ariana Debose or Jane Campion's probably the way to go at this point. So just do it. Just do it. That's what okay. you say, well, right? You man? said it, so I'll do it. All right. Uh, <laughs> all the betting Children. advice I need. Right. Children. <laughs> One of the bigger upsets of the night, or at least surprising wins, uh, depending on who you talk to, because I think all of us here predicted it. Uh, at, at least Mike and I did on the pre-show. Brian, I'm not sure. I can't remember if you did or not in your predictions, but Jessica Chastain wins lead actress for the eyes of Tammy Faye. She beats out Nicole Kidman, Olivia Coleman, Lady Gaga, and Jennifer Hudson. I, I apologize for not being able to recall, but remind me, were you surprised by this? Well, I will say that when it came to my best actress pick for SAG... I could give a shit. Um, and <laughs> I just wanted chaos because that's what this race needs. Now, if Nicole Kidman would have won, then it would have just been like, okay, now we're, now we're not going to have the chaos. But any of the other four women win this category, we get exactly what Papa wants. You know what I mean? <laughs> and I had it between Lady Gaga and Jessica Chastain. Now, I lead it towards... And I ended up picking Lady Gaga just because of SAG's overall love for the House of Gucci. You know? <laughs> yeah, and so they would have been awesome. Gucci. Yeah. I would have loved it. I yeah. would have absolutely yeah. loved it. The Both difference between chocolate and the shit. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's a real chic, a real firecracker. Anyway, the point being is Were you I wanted on that. the set? Did you do teach them I'm, dialect? I listen. I wrote a letter to myself that I could do this uh, the, the Saxon, okay? <laughs> and then I said, "Be gone with it." And uh, no, I I just I thought, wouldn't it be great if Gaga wins this award and goes up there and just tells off the Academy? Like, who would have loved that? Yeah. In the middle of a humanitarian crisis going on, Gaga would have got up there and not talked about the Ukraine, but rather just how pissed she still is at the Academy. Uh, <laughs> what a wild night that would have been. But, no, I went to Jessica Chastain, and I wasn't surprised. I was just elated because I love Jessica Chastain. I think she's one of the great actresses we have. And I think she got so jibbed a couple years ago for losing that Oscar for Zero Dark Thirty. Mm -hmm. I agree with you. Look, I love Jennifer Lawrence to death, but you can't tell me if you watch back-to-back films that Jennifer Lawrence is better than Jessica Chastain in zero dark 30 and i know some people like to do the covington a wallace thing and, and you know all that and it's like nah, I don't, nah. she's a kid no i'm talking about acting okay i'm talking about acting she's running around as a kid no jennifer lawrence no that's a that's an actress in jessica chastain right there and she's not been really celebrated since and look i'm not the biggest fan of the eyes of tammy faye but she's great in it and so i just like that we have Globe that now went to Kidman. We have SAG that went to Chastain. BAFTA's going to go to flip a coin, roll a dice. Does it matter? 
Critics' Choice is going to probably go to whoever they rigged the election for. (laughs) And (laughs) you know it's true. They do it. Um, And so we're going to be left Oscar night wondering who's going to win this category. I have a hunch at this point. If you'd like to hear it, uh, you can all send me a Venmo. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I I, I kind of have a weird feeling that it might be Chastain. I have also the weird feeling that due to last night during the SAG, she wasn't nominated, but there was an Oscar spot in the middle of that ceremony for Parallel Mothers. I just have this weird feeling about Penelope Cruz. Yeah. And that she's been just kind of like lying in the weeds this entire Oscar season, just ready to pounce on that Oscar. And uh, so, yeah, I, I, I think that Chastain needed to win this to show some form of life in this race. And uh, but I mean, it, it could I mean, it could still be all of them. Who do, who knows? I will. I will say one thing I, I and, all this, and this is going to get me in trouble with you with y'all's fans and everybody out there. I still don't think out of the Oscar five mm-hmm. that Kristen Stewart will win the Oscar. I'll hear the arguments, right? but I don't think she's going to win just because that movie got no other love but her. And it is very, very, very hard to win an Oscar. If you're the lone nominee, you have to be a sweeper and clearly she's not going to be a sweeper. It's going to be a very sporadic race. Like, well, last even year. if you are, even if you are a sweeper, yeah. Olivia Coleman kills your dreams at the last second, so it doesn't necessarily right. matter. That's if right. That's right. Yeah, like the yeah. angel you of just, death. Man, Glenn Close is really going <laughs> to give you an iTunes review. You're not going to want to read. Um, but uh, no, I agree. It's very tough, and it would be, it would be one that we would savor because of the fact that like we would be analyzing it to death. But at the at the same token, though, it's I, the nomination for that film feels like the win. And right. so I think it's between the other four and, you know, you start playing process of elimination with stronger. And, you know, I, I think it I think it's Chastain or Cruz. That's cool to hear. I, I hope it's Cruz, to be honest with you. I thought she's the best. The problem is the momentum is not going to be quite there uh, for her because it's going to have to be a little 11th hour surprise. But here's what everybody's got going for them. I think the voting's pretty flat, guys. I think, if it, like, there's no way you could convince me that the 160,000 actors at SAG, they all watched The Eyes of Tammy Faye. There's no way in hell that happened. So I'm guessing... You don't know that. You fairly don't. niche. I'm <laughs> guessing this is fairly niche because not. A, I mean, the movie didn't do that well, and it was just kind of a blip. Look, it. My guess is that this this is a fairly cro- close race, and and David Long was saying, you know, these books are mental, <laughs> and the message today, Kidman's favored in half the books, uh, Chastain's favored in the other half, uh, Coleman, Stewart, Cruz, they're all relatively close in the betting. So yeah, it's lining up in Vegas and in the UK there in terms of the odds that this is tight. There's the other argument that because none of these movies are Best Picture noms, none of these movies are necessarily showered with nominations, then maybe this is the year for a Stewart to to get in uh, as a lone nominee. That's fair. 
But look, I love that you're a true pundit and a scholar. I won't call you a gentleman and complete that phrase, Ryan, but I love that <laughs> true pundit and a scholar. And yeah, 19 of the last 21, uh, 27 SAG winners, another 70% crossover from SAG here to, 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 like you said, this is what Chastain needed at this point. This was her chance to get the train rolling. I do think she gave a really nice speech. She incorporated uh, a lot of important things, and, and it was very genuine. Oh, she well. went there expecting to win. I mean, she looked like an actual angel sent from on high in that dress and her hair and all it that. It was she awesome, was, yeah. yeah. She, she did the Glenn she Close thing where part. she showed up looking like the trophy, except yeah, that it worked out in her part. favor and not in Miss Close's favor because Olivia Coleman doesn't care. Um <laughs> Yeah, it, it's, you, it, Olivia Coleman doesn't even need to be there for them to all feel the chill down their spine. Right, right? that's true. That's true. That's a good point. I, I, was it Critics' Choice that Olivia Coleman skipped on the Glenn Close year too? Like we thought she had, she was. Just I think she was. I think it was. And, yeah, and she ended up yeah. being the assassin at the end. That's right. Uh, that's right. I, I, that's what she's doing. I, I, I do echo. <laughs> I echo a lot of what you've both been saying, and because of the fact that we do have all those things going in this category about how it's you know. Nobody's in a Best Picture contender, and they're lightly nominated films and blah. It just feels like it's such an easy... I said this before, Sag, too. The It's Her Time narrative is so easy to fall back on and just vote for Chastain this time around. Because of what happened to her last time, With like Ryan said, with Zero Dark Thirty, she probably should already have a trophy on her mantle. She's so well-beloved. Mm. What happens in this category, Oscar Sunday, doesn't really affect what happens in many other places on the card you could argue it's just it's so easy for that narrative to take shape for me and i could see her writing this out you'd see it yeah let's go on to lead actor next and uh speaking of inevitable coronations will smith he's not going to stop his momentum anytime soon at least not on the heels of sag sunday he wins for his role in king richard over denzel for tragedy of macbeth benabil cumberdill for the cumber of the dog I just, just said Cumber a couple too many times there. Javier Bardem the for being hell? the Ricardos. <laughs> Andrew Garfield for Tick, Tick, Boom. Yeah, I uh, I have a shtick where I don't pronounce that guy's name right on any episode, Rye. Uh, so I just wanted to keep that going. But He was just not pronouncing it right in any mm. episode, so mm-hmm. he turned it into a shtick. Correct. Well, Benedict ben- 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 Cumberbottom is yeah, what you're exactly. saying. Exactly. <laughs> no, 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 no. You get it. Anyway, uh, what were your thoughts? Did you expect an upset here? I mean, there was some talk that Will Smith might be on shakier ground than people thought going into set. Sunday, but he still inevitably mm-hmm. does come out on top. I think that SAG was never the place for an upset. Okay. Um, I know that, you know, speaking to some people, I know the internet really wanted an Andrew Garfield special here, mm-hmm. which I think could have happened if two things would have happened that didn't happen. One is if there was a Golden Globes. Because if there was a Golden Globes, mm-hmm. Will mm-hmm. Smith would have done this speech here at the Golden Globes, right? Mm-hmm. Right. But Andrew Garfield would have spoke too. Mm. And Andrew Garfield, if you know throughout this entire season, the, you know how much this project has meant to him. Obviously, since the passing of his mother, there would have been no denying the tears flowing in the room, and yeah. it would have made for an epic matchup. Then. Tick, tick, boom, missing best picture, overdrive my car in Nightmare Alley. That was a kind of a huge hit on tick, tick, boom, and Andrew Garfield's chances, right? Mm -hmm. So at that point, any shot of an upset just started to feel like, no, this is going to be where Will Smith gets his love. Plus, we have to play this into a factor um, for some over others, I think, which is... 
the TikTokers, <laughs> the influencers. Okay. Some of these categories that really, I think in like the television side with the two squid game wins, right? I thought of like the, the fact that like Ted, La- well, not that Ted Lasso won. It's that, that it won overwhelmingly that Will Smith wins in a pretty close race here. Chastain's got a pretty iconic uh, following and she's very social media savvy. So I always thought it was between her and Gaga. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because I, I, I went through that sort of process. And also Ariana DeBose is part of Hamilton, the original Hamilton. So she's going to be the first member of that ensemble to win an Oscar, which will be interesting. She'll beat Lin-Manuel Miranda to the punch, depending on who, how the order is, Oscar night maybe. Um, but I think we all have to temper saying that this race is done yet. Right. Because if anything showed us last year, it wasn't done until the BAFTAs had a say. It wasn't done until Steven Soderbergh screwed up the order. On Oscars. It wasn't <laughs> over until jo- Joaquin opened the envelope. Yeah. Poor guy. It, was, it was over, though, when you said Anthony Hopkins was going to win We're on our show. I remember that. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, you ha- you've had a sixth <laughs> sense in this category, Yeah, you have. Ryan. And so, I'll tell you what, I'm buying more in like a sixth this sense or a sick. Six sets. Six. Yeah. S I C K sense. Exactly. Um, I think that Benedict Cumberbatch could, and I said his name correctly. Sorry, guys. Let it go, I guess. Eggs Benedict Cumberbatch. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. are welcome. Has a very over easy shot. That got me. Right. At, at so winning stupid. the at winning the BAFTA, he really does. I agree with that. And if he wins the BAFTA, we've got ourselves right back in the position than we were last year. Now, Will Smith is in that category. Totally could win it, but also too, if we know the BAFTA, um, there. Oh my God, what is the, what's the thing about the BAFTA? Oh, that's right, they don't like. African American. Yeah, they have a questionable history of of proving they're not. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just yeah, gonna say things. that, like you know, Denzel, Chadwick. It's yeah, it's absurd. I don't know. know how you. It's 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 like if you don't see it, you're blind. Yeah, well, you know? I agree. And uh, and I I could see it happening there. Now that's not to well, say that Benedict Cumberbatch um, isn't deserving, because he's a very deserving winner he's actually i mean like there are a lot of great performances so is will smith i really like will smith's performance i love andrew garfield's performance i like denzel washington Uh, javier bardem's there um but the rest (laughs) of them i really i really like and so now if will smith wins the bafta it's over it's completely over okay there's there's no it's ands or buts about it um but I would temper anyone saying that things are locked up just yet. I would agree with uh, the BAFTA over choice at that uh, in terms of significance, especially for this category, because, yeah, Cumberbatch has been more of a critical favorite throughout the season. So maybe the critics go for him and that could shake up this race a little bit. Uh, I think it's interesting that Will Smith is not the huge favorite in Vegas yet. He's only minus 300. Cumberbatch is still there, plus 350. 
Uh, SAG has a really good crossover, 21 out of the last 27. They got a ton of the noms right, 89% nomination crossover all time. So this, you know, this five translating directly over makes some sense, like we talked about a couple weeks ago, Mike. But I do think, I do think Will Smith, uh, you know, his speech almost got to the point like it it bothered me a little bit. Like he's introducing these these girls who have been, you know really good i mean and sanaya sydney's been around since you know for, for the last 10 years like that that like he's almost stepping in, putting his foot in his mouth like every interview i hear from will smith and it's just like he's one gaff away from opening this race back up so that bothers me i don't know if you're sensing the same hmm. thing though i don't know interesting like he but he didn't he have that near controversy a couple of weeks ago well, I chalk up everything ago. he said into a microphone at this point to nervousness because I feel like he's like that close to it. And I don't like it's not many times we're at a point with Will Smith's career where we see him do something he hasn't done a million times over already. You know what I mean? Well, that's the thing. Like Glenn Close was giving us the I won't be ignored facial expression <laughs> while she was giving us the you know, beautiful Oscar flowery language acceptance speeches. But we, we could tell. We could tell she was nervous, so yeah, you're probably right. He's nervous. I mean, that's a, but I, I only say that to say that that's what I've chalked it up to. I mean, that's an interesting perspective you have because that's not one I would have thought of, and vice versa. So I, I do wonder about something Ryan said in that we do know that SAG After does encompass not only this more younger and diverse crowd, but part of that the young crowd that's included in that is these. TikTokers and these people that do these social media things that are going to be more yeah, hip baby. to certain areas of it. So I, I do wonder if that's going to show and rear its head at any point. But the caveat I put on that is that if anyone was going to be oh, like deified by the TikTok group that is part of SAG after that that is able to vote for the Oscars, wouldn't it be the the OG Fresh Prince of Bel Air that like they're like, oh, it's okay that you're going to win an Oscar in my book. I'll vote for you, Will. Hmm. Wow. Hmm. I'm surprised how much devil's advocate we're playing here, but it's true because Cumberbatch has been the critical favorite. Garfield, we know his star power. I think you know the two kind of you know former winners probably long shots like this for a reason. I mean Denzel's thirty three to one, Bardem's fifty to one, so you got to bet you know desk to win house there, mm. Mike. You can win a lot of money if they if they hit. What if they hit David? I don't know. And now but, I'm thinking. Uh, my, now I'm thinking to myself. Well, that generation doesn't actually watch reruns or TV anyway, so maybe they have no clue who Will Smith is at this point. Yeah, I, I thought they would. You know, relate to Gar. I thought you were going towards Garfield. With well, I will. Guys. I will say, and and it goes back to both of your points as well. Like I think Garfield's existence in this race still is why Will Smith isn't the prohibitive betting favorite. Like, this, how Vegas is ranking these betting odds makes more sense than the supporting actress odds because there's two guys yeah. that are still in the conversation for best actor. And if, like, Ryan, if, if Garfield is win- standing there Oscar Sunday, if Cumberbatch wins the, the SAG, or I'm sorry, if Cumberbatch wins the BAFTA and Garfield wins the Oscar, will you be, like, blown away? You couldn't possibly have seen it coming? Yeah. You will. If, in that's in that scenario, if Andrew Garfield wins anything, I would be shocked. Not hmm. because of the fact that like he's not deserving. So is Garfield said, dead I, now to you? I mean, in your mind, how can he win? This is a, I think this is a two-person race. Yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. Interesting. Because even if even if Garfield pulls the Critics' Choice, right? Because yeah. that's really all he can pull at this point. Is it? Because of the fact that he 
Um, he's he's not nominated at BAFTA, which was still kind of shocking. Mm-hmm. But um, let's say he pulls Critics' Choice. Is that really enough? Globe and Critics' Choice? Like for him to go and win an Oscar over SAG and BAFTA wins? Like, I w- and, and if it does, I mean, it would be such a monumental surprise because of the fact that both Benedict Cumberbatch and Will Smith are in Best Picture nominees, and Andrew Garfield isn't. Right. Mm-hmm. And if we've known anything over the last, you know, couple of years, is that this Academy, when it comes down to final voting and everything, they get really lazy. Mm. And when they get lazy, <laughs> that's when they start only seeing the 10, 8, 9 yeah. films that are nominated. Having is a traffic so that, jam on the 405's Oscar for short live action film yeah. says hello. <laughs> well, I, well, yes, I, I understand that. Yeah. But like, I think that it's Will Smith and Benedict Cumberbatch, and it's been that way since the Oscar nominations. And Fascinating. It's a great point. It's a great yeah. point. I, here's the only, here's the last bit of devil's advocacy I'll play. The choice being on the same day as BAFTA, if there's like a charm offensive, and by that I mean inoffensive speech. No, I mean, if the, if some, like you're saying, Garfield, if he gives that speech and that mm. just bowls everybody over at the critic's choice, maybe there is a slight surge at the last second there because it's probably a a likable movie within the Academy. It got the editing nom. It got, it's got mm-hmm. some support, even though it didn't have the day that it wanted. I'm guessing it was fairly close uh, to some nominations just outside of fives and just outside of the 10 best picture. I wonder if because the season's out of whack and because we didn't have the, the typical sequence and the vetting that usually happens with critic go critics awards go to uh to guilds go to academies the fact that the critics you know the biggest precursor is happening the same day as the biggest acad- you know academy yeah. precursor maybe that could you know uh, it's a false equivalency like you're saying i agree with you yeah. bafta and sag trumps choice and globe any day especially with mm-hmm. the, the globe two categories oh, but you never yeah. know the late speech the late great speech you never know yeah no, that, that, that's true. I also will give you another sort of hit on Andrew nice. Garfield is the fact that it wasn't just Tick, Tick, Boom that hurt not being nominated for Best Picture. If Spider-Man mm. would have made it in, that would have enormously helped mm. Andrew Garfield. It didn't. Right. So that's a double whammy on Andrew Garfield. Now... All these stupid fan Oscar dumb stupid crap things that they're trying to pull. <laughs> I got it, but, but, gonna... but you feel you like these things, or you're not a fan of these things. <laughs> oh, you know, you know, the, probably the the most desperate I've ever seen the Oscars. You know, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I, in my lifetime, I, I think that the, that we're living in, we're okay. living in that timeline. Just wanted to clear that up. Uh, Go ahead. Yeah, you know, I'm sure Doctor Strange will fix this. Uh, and, and speaking of which, Doctor Strange is nominated for best. <laughs> <laughs> for best actor too which helps him like that's the thing it's like people kept talking about andrew garfield and like andrew garfield is so great blah, 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 blah. i'm like you do understand that like benedict cumberbatch is in the same movie as doctor strange with andrew garfield and he's in the film that's nominated for the most oscars come oscar morning if anything that would have probably even helped benedict cumberbatch mm. to a certain extent so 
I think that that's where you have to start thinking about like Andrew Garfield. I love you. You were phenomenal in Tick, Tick, Boom. There's no question about it. But like it's it's not going to be your time again, bro. And it and it hurts because yeah. he seems like a genuinely very nice man. And it just it sometimes that happens. It's a very stacked category. Right. Agree with that. Uh, and speaking of stack category, we'll go to the biggest one, not only on the SAG stage, but certainly on Oscars stunts? night. Um, yeah, stunts is where stunts. I was going. Exactly. Yeah. We're going to, mm-hmm. which should be an Oscars category, but all right, we'll talk best picture no, no, or the no. best ensemble award. We already mentioned it did go to Coda. I want to talk more about your expectation going into the ensemble category last night, Rye. Were you... Not surprised by Coda. Did, was there maybe more of an expe- expectation that Coda would be the inevitable winner here after you saw Kotzer and you saw that speech? Or how were you feeling going into the announcement of the winner of the ensemble category? I always pay attention to uh, the room when the clip setups by the ensembles mm-hmm. are played. And the two, no, I'm sorry, the three ones that played really well in the room were Coda, mm. Belfast, and King Richard. Mm. The other two were kind of, you know, yeah, okay, yeah, don't look up, House of Gucci, you know. Um, but those other three, I sat there and I went, oh, interesting. I felt terrible for, for Belfast, to be honest, because they had to, the, the Belfast cast <laughs> had to come out after Brian Cox's really wonderful acceptance speech for sure. Succession. And it was four of them coming out compared to the 87 people Succession had on the stage accepting that award. So they were still shuffling off while the Code of Four were getting to the mic. And that was the thing is not everyone from Succession was there. Mm -hmm. So, like, I think they would have had to fill an entire ballroom. It felt like they were just grabbing (laughs) waiters. They're like, yeah, you were on Succession for five minutes, right? You know what I mean? Um, But, like, no. And so I felt terrible for them. But I also thought, like, man. When Will Smith was up there doing his acceptance speech, which we didn't talk about, but I I, I want to say this real quick about Will Smith. Just one thing, because we were talking about yeah. the odds and everything, but we didn't actually get to talk about what a moment that was for that guy. The guy has, has been in our lives for like 30 plus years, it feels mm. like. We've grown up with him. You know, we're literally living in a world now where there's there's freaking two Fresh Prince of Bel-Air shows, which mm. one is good in the past and the other one now is like trash. <laughs> and like that's hashtag not my hashtag not my Bel-Air. Anyway. And not my just, prince. Was, not my prince. Yeah. Thank you. Um, he wouldn't be my prince anyway because there's only one prince and that's prince. Thank you. Um, but I, I just, I, for me, watching him up there, it was like, Good for you, man. Like, I felt so happy. And then, like, when he was up there with Anjanu and the girls and they were talking about the film, you could feel how excited they were about this project to come and talk about it. Um, And then, but the Coda, Coda cast going up there and signing, even Amelia Jones still signing along with her castmates. And then to do all that together and and then Marlene Matlin's speech. Yep. It, it was like holy hell! This is like what dreams are made of, man. Like this is this is like this is a great win, and it's like I said, it's very important for the deaf community and deaf actors. I mean, Atlin basically almost went out there and said, like, I've had to watch all of your movies. Now it's about time you watch one of ours mm. about us. And I thought that was so per- you know so personal. The fact that this movie has had the power it has had. 
since last Sundance. We've had another Sundance since this win. Mm. And it's gone on from that audience award to an August release, which is like a death nail yep. to anybody. And then to win this award, that's a very special win. You cannot count this movie out. It is like the little movie that could. And I'm so excited for it. And <laughs> I saw somebody online today say it. And I think it's so hilarious that I've just been laughing and thinking about it all day. If Coda can do the miracle and pull it off, um, and let's say they do and win Best mm-hmm. Picture, and Apple TV Plus is the first streaming platform oh, yeah. to to win Best Picture, Yep, I feel that everyone will jump out of the Netflix building. There is no... The, no. We need a live video of everyone jumping out of the windows there. I think I have because written in this document that sound you hear, if that happens, will be Ted Sarandos's head exploding over in L.A. I, I mean, it would be insane. I mean, like, Bezos isn't really chasing after this as much as you know, Sarandos is, obviously. Mm-hmm. Because, like, Bezos has had films nominated for film, you know, like Manchester by the Sea and others. You know I'll go I mean? even further. I'm not convinced Bezos knows he owns a film company. I, you know what? That's fair because, like, I think the way that they handled movies this year was was definitely that case. Mm-hmm. Um, but <laughs> I'm looking at you, Cyrano. Um, like, like, come on, man! Like, he was just like, "Oh, those are the peppers we sell at aisle five, right?" Anyway, so I, I I think that that would be huge for Coda. Plus, it's like like I said, it fits all the boxes you need for a crowd pleaser, as well as being important. Speaking to the time, speaking to uh, movies that we don't normally get to see. Uh, it's a beautiful little film. Um, it's also like just a, like it does kind of what the Belfast thing does, too, without less controversy of like it's about this family being together, evolving. It's a pretty beautiful little film. So I, I don't necessarily think it's going to win. Um, and I wasn't surprised that it won, but I. You can't count it out. Winning SAG Ensemble, while it doesn't translate all the time to winning Best Picture, it still is. It's still something nice to have in your back pocket. It's definitely highlighted some of the uh, the big upsets. Everybody's been covering that. The the four big upsets of the last few decades. The SAG Ensemble has tipped Uh, in terms of the overall crossover. It's not great. It's twelve of of 26 that's a 46 percent crossover sag ensemble to best picture obviously the nominations you know they're on a string there where you had to get nominated uh and then they're on a new string where the best picture winner does not get nominated at the sag ensemble so it's it's a strange crossover when you look at it and you go into the numbers but i do think in this particular season guys it is going to be it, it or it could be it's open for some momentum shifts and coda has the momentum right now does it seize it at critics choice it's only nominated for four awards at critics choice one is a, a newcomer award for amelia jones i believe and then the other three can it win something surprising there can it take the big award or what we think will happen with the power of the dog with the critics does that happen twice on march 13th sunday and then we're back to the power of the dog winning both bafta and choice and being the favorite because look the best picture betting odds really didn't move all that much mike 
Power of the Dogs minus 200. Belfast is still second. And then Coda and West Side Story are kind of both 10 to 1. And like you said, Ryan, it's the, they're both kind of tied for third there right now. Dunes mm-hmm. at 25 to 1. So, Mike, I'm, I'm still thinking Power of the Dog has the path, the best path. But Belfast can obviously upset that because it could win both BAFTA and Critics' Choice. But Coda's got an uphill battle, I would say. If you're going to vote for Belfast for anything, why wouldn't you just vote for Coda at this point? I'm <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I'm dead serious about that. Like, there's very similar in their in their delivery and type of movie. And if you're staring at a ballot and you see Belfast and Coda for Best Picture, you can vote for Belfast. And, you, I mean, it's a story seen through a child's eyes. And it's about it's a reflection about this person's family. And the, the parents mm-hmm. are beloved uh, characters in this in the arc and blah 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 but you can say the exact same things about coda you can vote for coda and actually feel like you're making history with that vote true but i think the problem is is that when you vote for belfast as opposed to voting for coda you're voting for kenneth brana and he has done a fantastic job at telling his story over and over and over again and doing it in a compelling way that people have fallen under its spell. And I think Coda's done the same thing too. But I mean, while they are similar, their stories of why people would vote for them are different. Like Coda, you're yeah. talking about this ensemble, this little movie that could, which is funny because it's like a little movie that could and was bought for twenty five million. That's the other Apple. narrative that Apple's pulling yeah. over everyone's eyes is that Apple is 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 the the studio behind the little movie that can this year. It's amazing. It's it's well, I would say. If there's a little movie that could, it's the one with the little red car car that goes, you know, Hong Kong, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, From sure. the honest films. Sure. That's the little movie that has no bit. Like, I love that movie to death. It's it's one of my favorite films of the year. I am still beyond surprised that the Academy nominated Drive My Car. I'm not surprised that they nominated Coda. Right. You know what I mean? Um, it's a big step for Apple TV Plus or Apple Plus or whatever you want to call them because of the fact that it shows that they can be formidable and put up a campaign if they have something special. And And there's been, I don't think there's been any best picture contender that's been better campaigned or marketed since its release on a national stage than Coda. I mean, whether that's because, I mean, like you said, right, whether it's just the speeches that their cast has given or the, the sign language, all four of them doing on the SAG state. I mean, everything that's been done with this movie, every step of the way to make it, to put it in front of voters has been awesome. I feel. Yeah, and people just, you could see they were just eating it up. I mean, mm-hmm. even like I saw a video of of the son from Coda on the red carpet and Javier Bardem ran up to him to give him a hug hmm. because That's of the great. fact that he was like, I, I, I'm in awe of you. You know? It's awesome. Marley Matlin is a, is a legend. Troy Kotzer is the, the toast of the town. Hmm. Amelia Jones is is um, is a revelation yeah. in her film. And so, I and, and Sean Hedder... She wrote and directed this beautiful little film that, I mean, I remember seeing it in August night, and, and I cried three times because, uh, like I said, I have a soul. <laughs> and, um, and contrary to popular belief, when you've listened to me on this show before, and I, I was, I was just surprised. The only thing I was surprised about is that the fact that it survived being an August release. It's a, you know, survived being on a platform that isn't as big as Netflix, as big as Amazon. Hmm. But it's done it, and it's and so I think that that's. It also doesn't have any controversies behind it. There's not like a big like, you know, code, you know, like West Side Story has controversy behind it. Sure, you know what I mean. Like, uh, Licorice Pizza has that. 
don't look up is exists. Mm-hmm. So, um, <laughs> uh, you know, people people have gotten people have kind of thrown uh, power of the dog under the bus. Oh, it's boring. Oh, I don't get it. Oh, it's not accessible. Belfast. Oh, it's There's too no simple. Dogs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Belfast. You know, it's <laughs> it's, it's too simple. Dogs. It's too short. It's not about dogs. Yeah. West Side Story. Oh, you know, I mean, Dune. Oh, it's only one movie. You really look at Coda. Out of all of them, it's that and Drive My Car are the, are the well, even Drive My Car. It's like it's a three hour Japanese movie. I'm not going to watch that. Right. right? Coda's the only one out of them that I, you start looking at and you're like, well, no one said anything really bad about it. So why couldn't it play preferential. Really well on a preferential ballot? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Preferential ballot power. Coda, Belfast, they do shape up that they do make some sense there. Like like you're saying, Mike, I think they both have similar goods delivered, but uh, Ryan distinguished them beautifully there. I think Coda just hits you in the heartstrings. Like you, I wasn't openly weeping at Belfast. I, I I was at Coda. You know, you're you're trying to suck the tears back into your eye like a you know Nickelodeon cartoon from our youths, Mike. Mm. I mean, it's it's just. Uh, it's really hard not to to feel emotional at that one. And I, I wonder if that's going to be a wave that affects people. The problem is, like, Coda has to win something on the 13th. It's not nominated very much at BAFTA. And it's certainly not... Does that matter this year? I, I think it's... I mean, if, it, if Kotzer wins supporting actors on the 13th, and he could win both. He can win BAFTA and and Critics' Choice. That's probably the most likely scenario, right? Even though it's not all that likely because Cody Smith McPhee is formidable for right. sure. If he does win both, is that enough momentum for Coda to still surprise us, or does everybody say like, "All right, Coda had its day at SAG. That was beautiful," but we're back to Power of the Dog. You know, coming off of those two big wins, or maybe the power of the dog wins one, Belfast wins the other. I could totally hear us, you know, t- handicapping it that way, like Belfast, you know, versus power of the dog at that point. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 interesting, right? Because of the fact that up to this point, power of the dog it has been loved by critics. Yeah, Belfast has been presumed by most of us that it's going to be the industry film. So Coda could position itself like that. I mean, there's still the possibility of like, what if like Power of the Dog and Belfast don't win at BAFTA? You know, what if we're what you know is or what if neither one of them win PGA? You know, yeah. Uh, what if Coda upsets there? Um, well, there you, you go. Just, there's your path. Yeah, there's your path. Like if it if Coda wins PGA and SAG, forget everything God, else. Yeah, we're gonna start. We're gonna have a, a, a real interesting conversation. If it wins um, PGA, it's got to be. I mean, if you want to bet yeah. on Coda, bet on it now. Yeah, oh, I think yeah. that that would. I mean, it's not bad odds. No, but, if it wins PGA, those odds are gonna go down to like the the probably four to no. one. You no, know, but I think I think though the money is still saved to bet on the power of the dog because. I agree. It's that's the, the favorite. That'll probably it's, it's, regardless it's favorite. Of, regardless of what happens. I imagine Power of the Dog will sit as the betting favorite going into Oscar Sunday. Oh, for sure. I can't yeah, imagine that gets yeah. you know. Regardless of what wins, even unless even maybe path. unless Belfast does win, because I could see the, sure. the books changing yeah, okay. like that. Yeah, that's a fair yeah. point. That's, I like that. Yeah. I like that. Um, 
do we have any I, I we have the stunt ensemble category that did go to no time to die anything either one of you want to add we'll start with you ryan about stunt or about any of the the uh, tv awards on sag sunday here before we r- wrap up well i i want to i want to say uh real quick uh the stunt ensemble should be in the main telecast so mm, it's a bullshit should be in the academy it's it's, it should be in the academy there should be a ton the academy shouldn't be taking away categories they should be fucking adding categories (laughs) sorry i'm 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 still angry about all that and i haven't really been able to uh put that out in the world how angry and frustrated i am at those uh people that i i I mean i follow all this we follow this i mean you you're mike mike and oscar Mm -hmm. and a third of your name is pissing me off right now okay (laughs) so like like it's just really i get really angry at that with the the tv winners i really love ted lasso it's very hard to like hate those actors because like you see them all together at their satellite place together when sudeikis and the cast won and you just want to give them all a hug Mm -hmm. you want to go hang out with them you know um uh squid game I still need to see it, but uh, th- those wins were kind of surprising. I thought that. I thought so uh, too. I yep. thought that the other that Mike was, does not think so. Yeah, I, I was surprised that if they were both going to win those lead actor and actress, that it didn't win ensemble. Um, and I actually thought it was going to be the other way around. I thought that the ensemble was going to go to Squid Game, and I thought Succession was going to pull the two acting categories, and that didn't happen. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's interesting to see that. Um. But I think the speech of the night, the moment of the night, came from uh, Papa Keat and, uh, and yeah. uh, Michael Keaton uh, with, like, I think the full range of emotions, right? Because he showed up late. He's in the bathroom. What a legend. Rolls onto the Knows, stage. Rolls onto the stage. Scares him, like, some Hayek standing up there like a deer in the headlights, <laughs> you know? <laughs> Goes up there, and he starts talking and talking. And you're like, okay, where are you going with this, yep. Mike? It's, it and seemed then, like he was giving three speeches. Like, he f- felt yeah. very frantic, and I understand and, why. Yeah, and I think, it, and you know, <laughs> yeah, that's probably what lost him the Oscar to Eddie Redmayne, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, because uh, I remember that Globe speech was all over the place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but he still should have won, damn it. Um, but I just, I, I, I thought his speech then turned from being funny to the, being very moving and, like, inspiring and then very emotional. And, um, you know, to hear him talk about his, his, his nephew and his, and his, uh, his sister who, uh, I know his nephew at least was lost to, to drugs. Mm-hmm. I don't know if his no. sister was, or if his sister just passed, he didn't clarify that on the stage. Uh, so I won't, I won't Awful. make any uh, conclusions. Um, but I also thought that like his line of, you know, shut up and dribble, shut up and act, you know, the acting I'll stop the shutting up. I won't. I was like, yes, yep. that's exactly what yeah, should cool. be said. Him and Brian Cox to me was like, yes, you know, tell the tell the world right there exactly how you feel. Now, I will say this: I understand that everything that's going on in the Ukraine was it uh, sort of took up the night mm-hmm. and, and everything, but I was still kind of a little disappointed in the fact that the president of SAG-AFTRA. Uh, Fran Drescher, the nanny herself, and the rest of them, someone did not talk about the fact that their brethren and the other groups that are being targeted by the Academy. And yes, I say targeted because that group there in that room last night has the most power. 
of all the guilds. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They do. The actors are the most popular. They're the most seen. They're most recognized by people. So if they're going out there and they condemn it or somebody like if like Will Smith or Jessica Chastain or the cast of Coda or somebody go went up there and, you know, denounced the Academy or even Fran Drescher, you know, the president that sends a big message. And I understand the the Ukraine is a, a massively important issue going on right now. It's a humanitarian issue. There's actors over there. There's comedians. There's journalists. Everyone's fighting there. But I don't think that you can't do both. And I think that they 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 did one great. I wish they would have also done that here because then it's, it's you know, it's it's. But yet they're also they can't talk too mm-hmm. much either because of the because <laughs> the fact that they put stunt ensembles like on the red carpet. Mm. So it, it, it's it's you know they would be called hypocrites. But yet what is Hollywood if not a bunch of hypocrites that get in tuxedos and hand each other awards? So yeah, yeah. Uh, that's you know it was an interesting night. I really loved it. It was just nice to see a regular, like, award show for for a little bit, and it was nice to see that this was two hours and not one hour. You you hit on a lot of uh, our past frustrations mm-hmm. with uh, these things, Ryan. We've called it Hollywood half measures in many mm-hmm. ways, and, and I think you you nailed it with some leadership that we got from winners like a Brian Cox, like uh, a Jessica Chastain. Uh, it, but it's hard for them to lead um, in the middle of their acceptance speeches. It's really hard for them to, uh, you know, do it there. And Helen Mirren gave Joaquin a Phoenix must have been bleeding in his mouth last night, not yeah, given that opportunity right. to do it. <laughs> so that's the thing. It's it's re- you're almost sacrificing your ability to win beyond tonight if you really said what you had to say. In many cases, so. And, and, and is it their responsibility? It's really hard. It's really hard, and we're going to have to watch this thing play out, I would say. That's that's definitely a subplot of this award season, Mike, see how people uh, continue to respond to the crisis. I, I, I will agree with you guys overall, though. I mean, it was, it was a fun show to watch for the most part, and it was just pure, you know, here's the next award, here's the next award, here's the next award, relying on the speeches and the and the moments, and they did an in memoriam that was emotional, and they did a tribute that was uh, succinct, and she was as charming as ever. You you trip you pay tribute to these types of actors who pays tribute to her entire guild, and and she really, uh, I thought she talked about some essential things to being a part a part of the the tribe of actors that that really hit the room well Helen Mirren you're talking uh, about Helen Mirren yeah. so it's like it it, it it flowed really well as a show I thought the TV awards were, were awesome there's some of the best moments of the night certainly with Squid Game and the there were surprises in the room still even though I'm just incredible at predicting things right now so it's just like again I'm just like squawking oh like a chicken I, I just oh boy the no the way. Put your money where your mouth is and bet, I'm doing the butt in my chair right now. I don't know if you can hear that. We got to that part of the show, huh? It was coming. It was. I just got everything right. I just. I can't stop being right. I'm sorry. At this point, I'm getting the Squid Game call right. Was impressive. That was. That was. That's very impressive. Very impressive. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. I. I'm giving you serious stuff. That was impressive to me. I was. I was. Uh, not so much. I mean, there were there were there was. I know, thought sure it was going to be one, another succession. Yeah, you had a one in five chance. <laughs> <laughs> I had a one in five chance. I know, I know. So no, look at. I think uh, I think 
the show was a good show, and I was uh, I was happy to watch it. I, that that doesn't always happen with SAG. Last year was awkward. I mean, Helen Mirren last year was talking about seeing a bear. Jimmy mm. Fallon was playing a freaking kazoo. What was he playing? The uh, it guitar doesn't sound like Jimmy Fallon at all. Yeah, it was weird. It was weird last year. It was Future a Zoom executive show. producer of the Oscars, Jimmy Fallon. Oh right. God, no. I'm glad, but this year we got Romy and Michelle. We got fun award show moments, and and even the Zoom moments kind of worked. It was like Ted Lasso's, you know, charming, endlessly charming cast is all mugging for the camera because they the were Zoom organic. Camera. Like they you they weren't it. scripted bits that are going to be dissected and torn apart. Like the I mean, the Academy is about to step on a landmine with this shit. Uh. With the yeah, it sounds like a great show. We're all going to end up watching anyway. And- right, like I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm terrified. But that's I. My takeaway is similar to to the both of yours. Like it was a fun watch because of the pacing and the timing of it, and it was quick and efficient and funny. And I had stuff that was unexpected. The Romeo and Michelle reunion. I mean, raise your hand if you thought you were going to get a Romeo and Michelle reunion at the freaking SAG Awards in 2022. It was so damn random. Yeah, it Just was. What the fuck are we doing? But you know what? When a when a precursor show goes random, it's the it's Romeo and Michelle reunion reuniting to present something when the academy awards goes random it's a secret eminem performance giving a song from 25 years ago for no reason hey that takes up 15 hey, minutes hey you cut it out scorsese really really wanted to watch yeah that, yeah right, right. <laughs> exactly. mom spaghetti exactly right. he knew what was going on <laughs> yeah he was like oh i love that mom spaghetti um, i really appreciate uh the fact that we're just walking into all this low-hanging fruit verbal jokes all night it's just wonderful <laughs> and we're walking in then giggling afterwards walking in or, uh, banging our heads into these low branches I, uh, my my metaphor game at the end of episodes is not great but this is this was a delight Ryan. Uh, really it was and our it. goal in life is to bring down ryan's credentials and credibility because he's just doing too much and accomplishing too much and we want to make That's sure right. he remembers where he comes from but if you are interested in keeping up with ryan's work like you should be because he is that good at what he does ryan give yourself some plugs here where can the people find and hear you well thank you guys so much for having me on and yes you always bring me down but i always bring (laughs) you guys down with me i'm not gonna get in the slop alone all right and uh yes i mean you first of all follow these two gentlemen listen to it i mean spread the word these two guys truly some of the best people on the planet i love talking with you guys every single chance i get um you can find me on twitter instagram and on letterbox at ryan mcquade 77 you can find my work over at Awards Watch. I am the executive editor over there. It still feels very weird saying that, but that's just the truth. Well earned. Um, I have a, a, a review of, of the Batman, that movie, which I absolutely loved. And I can say that now because the embargo's dropped. I love that film. Uh, and my last interview was with SAG winner Ariana DeBose. Um, uh, we'll be doing some uh, stuff for South by Southwest coming up in the next two weeks. Uh, you can also find my work over at In Session Film, where there I do the Extra Film podcast, as well as Chasing the Gold, where these two knuckleheads have been on many times mm-hmm. before. And you can also find my work over at FilmSpeak and soon FilmInquiry.com. Thank you guys so much for having me on. I, I love Mike, Mike and Oscars. I love you two wild, crazy guys. And, and uh, I have me on whenever. I, I feel like we don't do this enough. I feel we do it like once a year. This should be like a, a well, I wouldn't say weekly. That's a lot. 
Um, but I would definitely say more often than that. And uh, and thank you guys. You guys are the best. Thank you for all the kind words and having us on your show and coming on. And yeah, we were just talking before this how we got to start uh, spreading our wings and having more guests, repeating guests on in the off season. So we will definitely be doing that uh, once you are done following and giving Ryan all the five stars that his and his work all deserve. If you wouldn't mind doing the same uh, over on Mike, Mike and Oscar, wherever you hear podcasts, whether it's on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. If you have anything, any comments, questions, or concerns for us, you can leave us. On, you can leave us those on our social medias, Mike, Mike, and Oscar on Facebook and Instagram at MM and Oscar on Twitter. Michael, let's have some words of wisdom to end on and tell the good people what's coming next. Well, I mean, go to awardswatch.com and it is wise to read Ryan McQuaid's review of the Batman. Absolutely. That'll be our next episode this week. Mike and I can't wait to talk about that together uh, and, you know, take another break from the Oscars uh, to do a contemporary movie maybe for the next Oscars. Who knows? Based on your review, Ryan, yeah. uh, it True. might be a player. And that, that's that's awesome to hear. And uh, after that, we're going to have another one of your cronies there at In Session, formerly, or I think she's still doing it. So Amy Smith, she's, she's do, still doing stuff for Amy In Session. Amy Smith is the awards editor over yeah. at In Session Film, and she is awesome, and I can't wait for you guys to have her on. She is an absolute one of the smartest people I know on the planet. Another she, person awesome. we plan on just ruining the future of by having them on here. How <laughs> dare you bring her you. down to our level? <laughs> it's, no, it's are the worst, but I love <laughs> she, she will uh, rise above us. I'm sure we're going to talk about uh, Critics' Choice and BAFTA, further preview those. Uh, and we get to recap the indie spirit. So she's just going to come off of a film festival, Mike, and we'll talk some indie film as well with Amy. So uh, we got that going for us. That we absolutely nice. do, and yeah. Yeah, which is nice. Yeah. <laughs> I God had to wouldn't dare you. ruin the perfect game. Uh, guys, when reality sucks, you can come recap the major precursor war shows with us and our friends. We are Mike, Mike, and Oscar. Uh, trying to make award season year-round without the stuffiness. No stuffiness to be had in this episode. Ryan, thank you very much, buddy, and we'll talk to you soon. See you guys.